All interviews presented on the Remedy Revolution podcast are designed to provide information and inspiration only. Guests of the podcast may present opinions and anecdotes which are solely their own. And as always, before beginning any treatment protocol, please consult with your preferred medical provider. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of the Remedy Revolution podcast. Today's guest is someone that I have a big heart for, as most of you know, Autism moms are serious warriors, and this woman has been a warrior for many years and decided to write a book about her experience titled Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. So please help me welcome the lovely Tracy Slepsevic. Tracy, it's lovely to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. And you're probably the only one who pronounces my name right. Oh, <laughs> and you're doing your mask. Well, uh, yeah, it's a gift, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, and that part is difficult, though. I will say, is James Newinchwander, which is right, <laughs> right, difficult. <laughs> Doctor New, we love him. Okay. So Tracy, tell me a little bit about your journey. So how old is your child now? He's not a child no more. He's mm. 18. He's an adult. So he just graduated from high school. He's in college. He's driving. He takes care of himself and pretty much does his own thing and um, goes to his own appointments and handles his own his own stuff. So he's he's doing good, though. That's awesome. And and how was this journey for you? When did this all begin? It began when he was about one, when he regressed into a state of autism after his MMR and Bursella vaccine. And from there, he's, he had this full body rash and he had a fever for about a week. And typically, anytime he received a vaccine, he would have some sort of reaction, but I never put two and two together. And even at age one, I didn't put two and two together. So I saw this slow regression. He lost his speech. He lost some motor skills because we used to call him our monkey and he would climb everything. And then he stopped climbing. He couldn't jump off two feet. He had poor balance and coordination and, you know, cognitive function started to slip as well. So it was like my little baby went into a bubble and over the next several months, I didn't really know what was going on. So I asked my pediatrician and she's like, oh, this is normal. And I'm here to tell you, if you're listening, it's not normal for your child to, you know, gain developmental abilities and then lose them. So over the next several months, I just saw Noah decline more and more. And as he couldn't speak anymore, he just started to tantrum a lot. Um, so it took me two and a half years to figure out what was wrong with them because, you know, uh, the pediatrician went and address it and I had taken him to the regional center to get evaluated per the request of his preschool and they lost our paperwork. So it was, it was quite the journey, but I always say God sends me angels mm-hmm. at the most beautiful time. So just as I was at my wits end, I was preschool number two, no was, a little over three years old and I didn't know what to do. My husband hires this front desk lady and what a blessing. So she had a son with autism 
And so she pretty much over the next couple of weeks told me what to do, where to go, how to do it, how to get them evaluated through the school district. Because prior to the age of three, you, you know, you go through your state center, whatever that is, which mine was Harbor Regional Center. And then after the age of three, you have the option to go through the school district. So I called launch preschool at that time and set up an evaluation and per the phone evaluation. So they did a preliminary. I had requested a speech evaluation because that was what my pediatrician told me to ask for. And she's like, well, we, you know, based on what you're telling me, we request that you have a full evaluation. So within a month, they had me in, um, it was a three hour evaluation. It was very thorough, five very lovely ladies who did an amazing job. And after they were done, they came in and they said, you know, I'm sorry to say, but we do find that Noah is autistic like now they use the words autistic like in a school district setting because they can't diagnose autism. Mm -hmm. So I did take that report, went back to the regional center where he was formally diagnosed by a clinical psychologist. Now, that's another thing I do tell parents a lot that if you want a proper diagnosis, getting a proper diagnosis from a clinical psychologist is the best way to do it. If your speech therapist says, you know, your child doesn't have autism or your child has autism, they're not qualified to say that you're, you know, whether they do or not. Granted, they're qualified to do other things, but they are not qualified to diagnose. Mm -hmm. So a clinical psychologist is the best way to do that. So from there, I at least had answers. I was devastated, but I, at least I knew what was going on. And after that, we were, we were going home and I had to stop by the office and here's my angel number two. And I, as I was headed to the office, my naturopathic doctor was next door and he was in the hallway and he saw me crying and asked what was wrong. And I said, well, Noah was diagnosed with autism. And he looks at me and he says, Noah's going to be okay. He said, I want you to go home and I want you to do your research, he said, because doctors are making great strides with biomedical intervention. Now, at the time, I didn't know what biomedical intervention was. I had studied nutrition. I was at that time, I was getting my degree in psychology, which I actually dropped out of. And so I got to go home. So I sucked those tears back up into my eyes and I went home and I, I just became a major research junkie. And learned everything that I could on healing autism. Now, in 2009, you could Google healing autism and you could get a lot of information. You cannot Mm -hmm. these days. It's very censored. It limits to what you can get. Even as I did all the research and was looking for all the different scientific studies for my book, um, they were very difficult to find. So a lot of times I had to reach out to those doctors that I know and trust that have my back and, you know, gave me that information, but Mm -hmm. probably read over a hundred research studies, you know, when I wrote my book to make sure that everything that I wrote was backed up by, by science and research. Mm -hmm. And from there, I just knew what to do. So I started reading books, going to tea talks, conferences, you name it, anything I could do to absorb information and really get as much information I could to heal my child. But I immediately 
started gluten-free dairy-free because I heard, you know, you got to start this gluten-free dairy-free. They make great strides with us. So Mm -hmm. I started gluten-free dairy-free. Now at the time, who knew what gluten was? (laughs) So I can say I've been gluten-free since before gluten-free was cool. But I saw Noah just really start to, after two, three weeks, start to put together a word or two. And from a kid who had single word echolalia, which means he could only process the last word you said, so he would repeat it. So he went from no speech, and then I would practice like words with him with cue cards. And then he developed echolalia. So I would say, say red, red. So from there, he started putting two words together and then three words together. And then my naturopathic doctor assisted me in finding the most amazing functional medicine doctor to treat Noah. And she ran the whole battery of tests, testing for all those underlying conditions associated with autism and other neurological disorders. And from there, we had a roadmap in what to do. So we got to just eat clean for for a while. No gluten, no dairy, no soy, no yeast, no sugar, no refined carbs. And it was he and I walking this road together. And it was a beautiful road because as I was healing him, I was also healing myself. So everything I wrote in my book isn't just for made for children. It's it's made for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love your story because I think it echoes so many of the stories of so many other moms out there who just don't take no for an answer. You know, we get a diagnosis and you're sitting there and you're devastated and you don't know what to do. And then lo and behold, you know, the next day you put on your pants one leg at a time and you just start going after it, right? You know, you do whatever you can possible. It's interesting that you said that you started with diet and we did as well. We went with the specific carbohydrate diet at that point, uh, many, many years ago also. But, you know, essentially, I think there's a lot of resistance more so than with any kind of supplement (laughs) to this, these kinds of dietary changes. And I'm curious because I know that now you're working with other families. So are you seeing those kinds of resistance? And what might you say to a family who comes in and wants, you know, all of the supplements, but doesn't want to make the lifestyle changes necessary? then I'm not the right coach for them. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to utilize my time and time is valuable to everybody, if they're not going to follow a certain protocol and go the distance, then I'm not that right coach for them. And I will tell them that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've had like many parents like, oh, but my kid loves milk and I can't take milk away from my child. And I'm like, okay, well, I want you to go and grab a glass of whiskey and hand it to your child because that's what milk is doing to your kids. Right. Um, and I'm just not, I'm tough on my parents because I I did everything that I possibly could. I threw everything at my kid but the kitchen sink. And you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in the back of my book, at the very end, I say there's three types of parents. There's those parents that will go the distance. They will travel near and far. They will sell everything. They will do whatever it is that they have to do. They will barter. They will negotiate. They will nothing. They will stop at nothing to heal their child. Mm -hmm. That's me. 
And then you have those that are, you know, more compliant, you know, well, the pediatrician said this, so I think I'm going to take this recommendation. Maybe I'll remove gluten today, you know, and kind of do it halfway. And then you have the victims of the world who just want to cry, woe is me, my kid has autism. And I, I really don't do well with that. So, you know, these kids have a, there's a very short window of opportunity to really, really get them back to a functioning state as soon as possible. And diet and cleaning the gut is obviously number one. Mm -hmm. It is like number one key. Actually, I go back a little bit. Setting a clear intention that your child will live a functioning life is is the number one approach. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a single person in this world that told me that my kid wasn't going to live a full and functioning life. So I went with that. And from that, I started the diet, you know, then came supplementation when I found out what he was lacking. But I'm here to tell every parent, there is no one pill or one cure that fits all for these Mm -hmm. kids. There isn't. I literally, I still do stuff for Noah in regards to boosting his immune system. So it's, it's very important that if you're going to step into this world, <laughs> that exactly what you said, you put your pants on one leg at a time and you suck it up. You suck those tears back up into your eyes and you get to work because during this time we didn't have money. We mm-hmm. lost our business. My husband wound up on the front page of the LA times in a smear campaign because he fights against insurance companies. I mean, if it could happen, it happened. His ex-wife took us back to court for more money. So then we had to pay legal fees. It was nonstop. Mm -hmm. So I bartered for treatments. I sold whatever I could put on eBay. And you have more resources these days. You have like the GoFundMe pages and, you know, to raise money or you have other avenues to create or raise money. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these parents can work from home now because so much is virtual that I didn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So my husband had to go knock doors doing, you know, doing consulting jobs for cash. <laughs> I was just selling whatever I could pick up and put on eBay. And, you know, the rest I bartered, negotiated and did whatever I had to do. So that's really about being a warrior parent in general, moms, dads, I say warrior mom, because I talk about my journey with my son, even though I would not have been able to do this without my husband and his support. It's, it's really, you know, it's a, it's a team effort. It really is. Yeah. I think, you know, you bring up a point about, you know, the expense, right. And, and there is really no way around the fact that unfortunately all of the biomedical treatments that we see well, the vast majority of them, number one, are not covered by insurance. Number two, are very expensive. And uh, number three, uh, still do take a significant amount of time very often to get the healing results that we're looking to get. And so, you know, I, I think so many people become very discouraged, especially when they're doing all of the things and they're not seeing, they might see small gains here and there, but they're not seeing those big giant gains all at once and immediately. And so I'd love it if you could just address, you know, 
what kind of a timeline are people looking at when they are starting these kinds of biomedical treatments? I know that, you know, even within my world, homeopathy is fantastic. I've seen so many amazing gains with so many patients, but at the same time, it does really take time and it takes effort. And unfortunately with you know, all of these other services, it does cost money. So what would your advice be for people who are looking to have that very quick fix or looking to have that aha moment where all of a sudden, you know, one day, I think a lot of people have this unrealistic expectation, you know, for some reason, I think a lot of it comes back to speech and the non-speakers, you know, in particular, when, when you are looking at parents who are just wanting desperately to hear their child speak to them and to say, I love you and to communicate with them in a way that, you know, they can understand each other. There is a, I think, a heightened sense of desperation. So maybe you could speak to, you know, the timeline and the patience that it takes in order to get through this kinds of, uh, this kind of a journey. So first off where your mind goes, energy flows. You always have to remember that. And every child is different. So every child is going to respond differently to different types of treatments and therapies. No one kid out there is the same. There is not going to be a one pill fixes all. I will tell you cleaning out the diet and eating healthy food, real food. And I'm talking about eating organic as much as possible due to the fact that glyphosate is just taking over. And we are so exposed to glyphosate in our air and our water and our food and our clothes and everything that we want to eliminate as much exposure as possible. So eliminating those toxins the best you can. But time frame, it really depends on the child and it really depends on your plan of action. So I can tell you when I eliminated gluten, dairy, and then my doctor told me to remove soy and sugar as well that we did it. I mean, cold Turkey, there was no easing into it. There was nothing. And I mean, I made sure that there wasn't gluten or anything in our, our household product. I was cleaning the counters with vinegar and water, all these different things that, that really can contribute, but eating a whole diet, if you can, you know, pick it, pluck it, skin it, you know, you can eat it. So your fruits, your vegetables, your nuts, your, you know, meats, if your child can tolerate meats, all those different things that are of this earth, you know, I always say are some of the best things. That's why I talk about in my book, in the first part, I really moved to like the whole point of telling my story in the book was to inspire parents that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can have nothing and you can create it. You can be a powerful creator. Mm -hmm. We all are, we all have it in us. So really I saw Noah within about three months starting to put two, three words together. And at least within six months, he was talking. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was very rapid, but I was really, really strict on a diet Did not go out to eat ate at home. Everything was just real food. And I didn't really know much about hormone free in regards to meats back then as well. But we will want to make sure that your meats are grass fed, that they're not eating wheat, right? 
because then you defeat the purpose and that you eat organic as much as possible. If not, go to ewg.org as to where you can look up the dirty dozen as to where you make sure you always buy those organic and the clean 15, it it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eliminating toxins as much as possible is, is the number one thing. And, you know, being careful and cautious as to what you put into your child's body. And Mm -hmm. I mean that in all forms, be it food, be it vaccinations. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to my story. Do your own research. There Mm -hmm. is real research out there in studies. I promise you. So, and, but really just keeping a, a focus on what's ahead, not dwelling on what it is that's behind you, or is this my fault? And, you know, put away the beat up stick. It doesn't work. And we all have our own perfect journey. I have my perfect journey. My son gave me purpose. He truly did. He's going to be on his own perfect journey. Cause as he's 18, he's like, you know, I want to eat whatever I want to eat now, because there's all this food that you never fed me when I was a kid. And I'm like, that's because it's not food. So <laughs> he's doing his own thing. I can't stop him. He's an adult. I can love him. That's, that's my job. In the mm-hmm. end, it it is our job, regardless of where they're at in functionality is to love them. And there are great things for those who are speaking, who are unable to speak or, or gain their speech, you know, there's spell to spelling to communicate that has made great strides. So there's like the spellers documentary people can watch, but to really be conscious of, of what it is that you choose to do and say, and, and be careful on your research. I always, I always say, you know, reading a lot of books because there's so many books out there right now. I mean, Dr. Brian Hooker just wrote a really good book. Um, RFK Jr. has written great books. Um, Dr. Judy Makovitz. I mean, it, it's all out there and it's just ready for, for everyone to tap into it. Yeah, I think that's so important because, you know, there is a ton of, there's a ton of advocacy now, whereas, you know, I, I will say that well, you know, Google was our friend many years ago. I do think the other moms now are so much more knowledgeable than say 10 years ago when uh, when my own journey started in all of this. And so, you know, I I do think, you know, the moms are your best resource for all of this. And you know, when I when I first started this journey, I found some information on online. However, you know, a lot of the information I found, I couldn't find a lot of details from other parents. So I wanted to get feedback, uh, not just, you know, all the data, but also all the feedback. Well, how is this helping? You know, what's going on in real time with all of these kids? And so as a result, I started a, a, a group on Facebook, actually, and that's what led me to so many answers was talking to other moms who were in the trenches with me at the time who knew and understood, you know, the challenges that we were going through and could assist me without judgment. And I think that's hugely important as well, is that as, as warrior moms, and I will 
lump myself in that category if you don't mind. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> I don't stand alone. I stand alone. <laughs> but I you know this this whole idea of you know coming together and speaking to each other and you know hey what did you know this treatment do for your child what about this one what about that one what about this diet you know all of those kinds of things were so important so i love that you've compiled your journey into a book i think it's hugely important that all of us moms get our stories out there and tell them because there are other moms who are just starting this journey who need that information i agree and I wrote it in a way that it's in three parts. So the Mm -hmm. first part is my story and it's to inspire people. It's, it's for those parents that are like, I can't afford it to let them know that you can, you, you just have to create it. And part two is all about your resources, your state resources, um, the organizations that are out there assisting families, those that are not some books to read, but in part three is really all about healing. It's Mm -hmm. all about medical intervention, you know, eating a healthy lifestyle. I hate using the word diet because, you know, Mm -hmm. diets are very fad. Like, so, you know, if parents follow these days, a more paleo or whole 30 approach is, is Mm -hmm. a safe way to go for these kids, but some of them thrive off of, you know, gaps diet or this or that. So it, it's every child is different. You want to find out what their food sensitivities are, um, their food allergies, sensitivities and allergies are two different things. And even so, let's say your child's not sensitive or allergic to gluten or dairy. It is an inflammatory food and it causes inflammation on the body and ultimately on the brain. And it is very important to just regardless, follow the protocol and not look for an easy way out. Because I do have those parents that like to choose easy. And there Mm -hmm. is one pill. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Well, Tracy, we are reaching that point in our podcast where we ask eight questions of every single one of our guests. These questions are rapid fire questions. So um, just whatever comes to your mind first is the best answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Um, If you could choose only one natural remedy for the rest of your life, what would it be? IV ozone therapy. Mm, Nice. And tell us something most people don't know about you. Um, I'm an Air Force veteran. Nice. That's very cool. See, you are a badass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If I were to compile a playlist of happy music, what song might you add? In the Morning, Good Morning by Max Frost is a very fun get up and go song. Hmm, I've never heard it. I'll have to add it to my playlist. (laughs) All right. And what's your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, is it the ones I can have or the ones I can't have? <laughs> Either way, people, you pick. <laughs> if the world's coming to an end, you will find that Krispy Kreme donuts. But I am ah. free, so I can't have the Krispy Kreme donut, but I would love it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what's the most influential book you've ever read? Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. I love him. He was such a wonderful man. He was so amazing. (laughs) Uh, What does the word revolution mean to you? Coming together. 
I like that. What does the word remedy mean to you? Healing. And if you could impart one piece of wisdom onto our listeners, what would that be? Just be love. (laughs) I love that so much, Tracy. It is a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure. We did meet in person, actually, not that long ago. So that was wonderful. I love to meet other warrior moms who are out there making a difference. I think so many of us have been transformed by, you know, the journey that we truthfully have been, um, perhaps forced, but also, you know, taken on kicking and screaming, let's say, if you will. But, um, but I love that you've transformed that into your purpose. And I think that that's, you know, such an amazing uh, testament to your perseverance and uh, your ability to see the glass as half full, right? So Tracy, you have a website where people can connect with you. Um, I presume order the book as well. And that is warriormom.org. And I, I also wanted to let our listeners know that you are hosting a wonderful conference called Autism Health. You can go to autismhealth.com. That conference will be held uh, the weekend of February 2nd and 3rd uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Not far from me. I'm hoping to go. It is my birthday weekend. So, you know, if you all see me out there, then maybe give me a happy birthday. That would make my day. (laughs) But uh, anything else you would like our listeners to know, Tracy? No, just truly these kids have their own unique abilities and their own gifts to contribute to the world. And sometimes you just got to love them. Don't, don't stress out about certain things. If, if something's not working, you know, move on to the next and just always have faith because faith is truly important. Absolutely. I love that. So thank you all for listening for more information about the podcast and access to exclusive content and discounts from our guests, friends, and sponsors visit the remedy Again, uh, Tracy slips of it can be found at warriormom.org and the conference that she's hosting can also be found at autism health com. Thank you so much, Tracy. I look forward to speaking to you again. Y'all take care.